folks, and welcome to another episode of the Mountain Bikes Park Podcast. This time around, starting out on my What Mountain Bike Guide. It's a guide to uh, beginners getting started in mountain biking, what bikes to buy, or improvers in upgrading your bike. So let's have a look at it. So thanks for joining me again on the podcast. It's great that so many people are coming and listening. Uh, I'm getting loads of feedback at the moment, which is really, really great. Uh, it's so rewarding to hear that people are actually listening. <laughs> um, it's just uh, it's amazing when a, an email comes through, just uh, gives me some feedback on an episode and um, gives me some more ideas for future episodes. Uh, for example, we've got John Gallagher got in touch a couple of weeks back. Just saying hello. So, hey, John, thanks for getting in touch. Uh, he's got a two-year-old son uh, called Colin as well. Great name, John, great name. Uh, and he's uh, just saying that he's uh, trying to get his little boy uh, involved in biking. I, don't know if, I can't remember if I've mentioned it on the podcast. I've got a two-year-old too uh, called Alistair. And uh, I'm, I've just bought him a balance bike just recently. Uh, and even though it's not hugely mountain bike related, I might actually cover balance bikes at some point in the future because I did a ton of research into that when I was buying it for the kid. And um, you actually get some pretty cool off-road balance bikes that I'm hoping to get um, the little guy down, at least the Red Run and Glide Tress, before he's three. I would say that's pretty achievable. Uh, if he manages to do that before he's three, I think that's quite a good, uh, good start. Had him skiing pretty recently, so uh, he's already been skiing just after his second birthday. So uh, it'll be quite a lot of uh, good outdoor sports covered before the age of uh, three. I think that'd be pretty good. But John suggested a couple of topics, which I'll cover in future. Uh, he was liking the uh, the stories about the rides and stuff. So ride reports he's asking for, suspension servicing, uh, and interviews with people from the industry. So yeah, I'm looking to, uh, I'm trying to sort out a few interviews at the moment. Uh, hopefully get a bunch of other folk from uh, from the mountain biking industry, particularly in the UK. I've got a few contacts around here. Uh, but it could be good to get some from further afield too. Uh, on that, actually, if you're in the industry, if you're, say, a racer, you run a bike shop, you manage races, you run run a trail centre, you're a trail fairy, anything like that. If you're involved in mountain biking um, in a heavy way, not just as a rider, but you actually do something in the industry particularly, then uh, give me a shout. Drop me an email on colin at mountainbikesapart.com and uh, I'll get you on the podcast. It'd be great to talk to you about what you do uh, in around mountain biking. It'd be lovely to hear from a few more folk that work in the mountain biking industry. I also got an email from, uh, in fact, I think this was a Facebook message on the Facebook page from uh, Anthony Cohen. He's from uh, Bozeman, in Montana. Um, and uh, he said, loves the podcast. Thank you very much, Anthony. Great to hear you're enjoying it. Um, so he'd been waiting for a cast about uh, mountain bikes to come along for a while. So it's kind of, um, yeah, yeah, I was always surprised there weren't more mountain biking ones, to be honest, because it's not like it's a small sport. But there isn't too much content out there, so glad to be filling a wee bit of a hole there. I'm sure there won't be uh, long till there's a few more, but uh, great to do that anyway. And he was asking um, if there's any suggestions for getting ready for the season to start. So he's uh, still got a bit of snow over where he is, which is uh, melting away as we speak. It might be gone by now, actually, because that's a few weeks ago. Uh, so he's um, waiting for the trails to free up. Um, so he was just asking for any tips on getting ready. I'll probably cover that in more detail in future, but the main thing I would think is just uh, give yourself a proper service. It's not too hard to service your mountain bike yourself. Uh, a lot of people put them in the bike shops, but uh, I love to do it. Just It's nice and relaxing a few hours. You can get the bike out in the back garden or into your workshop, your garage or whatever, and just uh, take off all the cables. 
um, give it a good uh, lube in, put back, put some new cables on. It's amazing how much nicer your bike feels when you just replace the cables. And you can get a full set of cables for about 15 quid, and it's honestly not difficult to do at all. So if you've never tried it before, um, give it a shot. Just uh, Even if you just do the... Um, well, actually, most people t- tend to have um, hydraulic brakes these days, but if you're still on uh, cable brakes, then uh, they're really easy to replace. Uh, gears as well, not bad at all, because they take a bit more fiddling to get them set up after you have replaced them, but tend to be pretty easy as well. So uh, give it a shot. I'd encourage you that, uh, Anthony. Hopefully you can have a go at that. So thanks very much for your feedback, guys. As usual, uh, I'd love to hear what you think about the podcast and about topics for future podcasts. Uh, so again, uh, if you just want to give me some suggestions, it's the same old email address, colin at mountainbikespark.com. Okay, so this episode, uh, slightly different and um, kind of specific to a particular sector of my listeners, probably. Um so if you're out there and, well, actually, let me explain what it is first. Basically, on the on the website, so on uh, mountainbikespart.com, my, um, the website, mountain biking website that I run, hopefully you've checked that out. If you haven't, go and have a look, mountainbikespart.com. Uh, I have written a guide um, which tries to cover all of the beginner's questions right up to late intermediate questions that I always get. So I've always found that my focus on the website is really around helping people get into the sport. Uh, so it's mostly people that are new to mountain biking. They haven't a clue about, you know, what type of bikes to get, the brands, all that kind of stuff. And that goes on to maybe a couple of years later when you're looking to upgrade, start to get a much better bike. And you're starting to learn a bit about maintenance. You're starting to learn about the real skills that you need, like bunny hops, and, uh, um, drop-offs, all that kind of thing. Uh, so I always find that, yeah, the main people that come to my site and the main questions I get are in that kind of first um half to two-thirds of the bike in life so you're beginner to intermediate and then intermediate coming on to advanced uh, i don't get that many of the real advanced riders and well actually <laughs> maybe it's just that they don't ever ask me any questions so they'll come along and probably read the, the trail reports and stuff like that but you know the advanced riders tend to uh, know what they're at and they don't need that much advice it's just the, tends to be keeping up with the the new kit that's coming out um, which I don't really cover that much because it just changes so often that um, it's impossible to keep up with. I'd rather I'd rather write about trails, skills, um, mountain bike maintenance, that kind of thing. So that's the kind of stuff I tend to cover, and therefore it's the thing I get the most questions around. So last year I decided to put together a guide called the What Mountain Bike Guide. Uh, so uh, it's focusing around. The full life cycle, I suppose, from when you're a full beginner, so just starting out in mountain biking, uh, moving up to late intermediate, I guess. So moving up to being a pretty decent biker, but uh, try to figure out sort of upgrading your bike, try to figure out what new bikes you want, uh, trying to get a bit more self-sufficient in terms of maintenance and that type of stuff. Uh, so the guide, uh, again, if, you're, if you've been cycling for a little while, the early chapters certainly might just cover stuff you know already, although there's probably might be some tips in there as well. Uh, I do find that a lot of people get to intermediate level and they've still, sort of, they've still not covered maybe a good bit of maintenance, for example, or they still aren't entirely sure you know, the difference between the wheel sizes or you know the different parts of a bike. You can you can be a pretty good mountain biker without really knowing how your bike works or how to get the best out of a bike. 
Uh, so your skills are there. You can turn a corner fast, you can jump fast, but you can't really, you can't set up your bike so that you can then start to tweak yourself uh, towards being an advanced or a really good rider as opposed to just an intermediate. So that's the purpose of the guide. It's to give you all that kind of knowledge and skills um, so that you get to intermediate level and then you're all set to sort of start to to tweak your riding and make and boost yourself into the higher levels of mountain bike riding. So my idea was to read um, the chapters on the podcast because uh, I think they're really good stuff for um, uh, for mountain bikers. But yeah, sort of in your early sort of part of your riding career. So in the first part of the book uh, of the guide, I should say, there's five chapters taking you through. Um, Stuff like uh, choosing the right ride. So what type of bike do you need in the first place? Uh, then what kind of category of bike? Then the mountain biking life cycle. So where you go from beginner to expert in terms of skills and what you should be thinking about at each level. Uh, I cover mountain biking, uh, some more about parts and stuff like that. So I've got mountain biking wheel sizes, which is a really common question for uh, beginners at the moment. And a parts guide, which goes through all of the brands and models and the different types of parts you get for your bike. So I'm going to read them. I'm not going to do them all over the next five episodes. I'll mix it up a bit because it might be, uh, I'm not sure whether um, it'll be a bit dry or not just reading it out, but I'll sort of add in my own stuff as I'm going when I'm reading them and uh, hopefully cover it over the next uh, 10 to 15 episodes interspersed amongst the normal ones. So I hope that's all right for everyone. Uh, If you're uh, well beyond beginner to intermediate, if you're in the expert category, you might want to, yeah, might not be that interested in this stuff, but uh, join me again in the next episode if you do want to skip this out. Otherwise, have a wee listen. It won't take long. Don't worry, 10, 15 minutes and uh, you might pick something up. I'm not sure. Anyway, enough explanation. Let's have a go. Welcome to the What Mountain Bike Guide. This guide's for anyone who's struggled to figure out the jargon, the sizes, the models and everything else that makes uh, mountain biking both amazing and completely bewildering at the same time. Uh, So if you're looking for your first bike or an upgrade, this guide will help you out. Now, why did I write this guide? There's one question I'm asked more than any other on mountain bikes apart, and that's what mountain bike should I buy? I mean, I suppose it's pretty inevitable. Mountain biking is a sport that gets you hooked pretty quickly. And a load of folk just borrow from a friend from their for their uh, early adventures. But when that hook bites and the trails make their way into your daydreams, there's nothing quite like your own shiny steed. Once you're out on that path, though, your wallet will never be as full again. There's so many shiny bits out there all blinking at you, whispering about how much they'd improve your riding. And there are so many variations. Just keeping up with the different sizes of wheels is hard enough these days, to be honest. So who is the What Mountain Bike Guide for? Uh, the guide aims to answer all the questions you ever had about buying a mountain bike. If you fit in any of the following categories, you'll find something useful here. If you're one, a total beginner looking to buy your first mountain bike, there'll be something here for you. If you're a serial upgrader, then buying a better bike every year, then you should get a bit out of this uh, in terms of the parts and the types of bikes. Or if you're just a discerning buyer, so you're looking to make sure you choose the best quality ride you can for your money. So whether you're just starting out or you've been riding for years, hopefully I can help you find out what mountain bike is best for you. So how much of the guide should I read or listen to? Uh, To get the full picture, it's obviously best to read the whole guide, but I'll admit it's pretty big, so that might not be ideal right here and now. Plus, obviously, I'm just recording this as the first episode, so you can't jump ahead to the future things. Uh, You can obviously find it on the website, uh, so you can jump on to mountainbikespart.com forward slash WMB, standing for What Mountain Bike. 
uh, and you'll find it there so you can jump ahead if you want but if you're short of time you might want to go straight to the categories so they show you what mountain bike is best for certain budgets uh, they're later on in the guide uh, and they're usually well i mean money is usually the main constraint we have so they can show you straight away what bike is best for a certain budget and uh, i'm also trying to include more and more categories these days so show like what's the best cross-country mountain bike for 500 pounds what's the best enduro bike for a thousand pounds that type of stuff so but if you're a total beginner you might want to find out which type of mountain bike will suit you best first so what does a cross-country bike mean what's an enduro bike you can have a look at that um have a look for that later on in the guide uh, and that depends all on the type of riding you plan to do so I'm hoping you'll find the guide useful enough to come back whenever you're buying a new bike or upgrading an old one, uh, but start with whatever chapter suits your needs right now and we'll take it from there. So part one of the What Mountain Bike Guide. So chapter one, mountain bike or road bike, choosing the right ride. Now this might seem a bit of a strange question since you're listening to a mountain bike podcast or reading the mountain bike guide, but this is one of my most commonly asked questions, so I'm hoping to cover it right here now uh, and then hopefully I can just refer people back to it in future. Uh, so to find the right bike, we first need to understand what we're doing with it. This is a guide to mountain bikes, but they're only one niche of a very wide range of cycling machines. The mountain bike or road bike conundrum has foxed many a prospective rider, so let's make sure you want a mountain bike in the first place. So decide what type of terrain you'll be riding. The clues in the name, obviously. Mountain bikes were designed for the wild trails. Cycling started off as a much more practical activity. Transport for the masses. And so road bikes came first. The first mountain bikes were built to be a more sturdy version of this, capable of adventuring away from the well-worn trails. They've come a long way since then, obviously, branching into numerous different types of mountain bikes, but we can still classify them by what they're designed to be riding, uh, what they're designed to be riding on. So let's have a look at the type of riding it's possible to do and what bike you want for each. So, the boring stuff, the basic stuff. First, tarmac road and paved areas. So it goes without saying, a road bike's designed for the road. If you're looking to get somewhere quickly, you can't be a skinny racing machine. But your choice here is between comfort and speed. Now, my local streets have a few spots which are more off-road than on. The ruts, the potholes and the rough tarmac repairs make for a bumpy ride. And a full racing bike can actually be a hellishly rough ride on your average city street. So hybrid bikes go a long way to increasing comfort, and a cyclocross bike can serve you really well in this terrain. On the other hand, a mountain bike with a pair of slick tyres can eat up the potholes and glide over the ruts. It'll be a wee bit slower, sure, thanks to the extra weight. Uh, maybe the thicker wheels, the smaller wheels, all that type of stuff. But with traffic lights, cars and errant pedestrians getting in your way every two minutes anyway, you won't be moving very fast. So the next one, number two, canal paths and footpaths. This is the next in the scale from road to mountain bikes. Normally flat, but they're often surfaced with packed dirt and loose material. Canal paths can be traversed by a road bike, but pretty much only carefully. Hybrid and cyclocross bikes excel in this type of stuff. They're sturdy enough to eat up the extra bumps, and they'll have tyres more suited to gripping the looser surface. But a mountain bike will do a mountain bike will do the job really well, especially with lower profile tyres. But on a surface this regular, you might want the extra speed offered by a hybrid. Now next up, walking trails. Now we're getting properly off-road. Walking trails take in the full gamut from reasonably flat, hard-packed single track to really rough, rudy, muddy, skinny trails wending their way up a hillside. This is where it gets unpredictable and where you need to get yourself some cleats in those tyres. This is where mountain bikes start to excel. 
Soon as the bumps get bigger than a stray stone and the surface is soft enough that a smooth tyre will skid as soon as you turn the pedals, you want to be on a fat tyre steed. Next, you've got trail centres. Now, this is a new breed of trail developed over the past decade by private landowners and government agencies alike. Trail centres offer custom biking routes for a range of abilities. Easiest of these would be doable on a hybrid bike and the hardest would need a quality mountain bike to handle the terrain. So trail centres are generally graded in colours, similar to skiing. Green is the easiest, more akin to a footpath than a custom biking trail really. Blue is the next up and more designed for fast flowing but easy cycling. Red trails are harder and will include jumps, drops and technical sections, all of which are much easier and much more fun on a mountain bike. And black trails are the hardest uh, yet and they're much more technical with maybe big jumps, uh, big jumps, big drops and the expectation it'll be going very fast at least some of the time. Last on the scale, from easy to hard, you've got mountain tracks and downhill trails. Now, I've put these together even though they're very, very different. Uh, mountain tracks can be great fun on a good bike. Uh, they've always got hugely varied terrain, steep descents, technical sections and really crazy drops. They're not designed for bikes, so you have to be careful. You might come across a, a staircase or a, a literally a steep cliff that you just have to edge around. But it's often worth the effort of carrying your bike every now and again. Downhill trails, on the other hand, are designed for bikes, although you might not think so in the first look. Uh, imagine two metre drops, deadly rock gardens and descents you'd more expect a rock climber to be climbing up. Both of these types of terrains will demand a lot of skill, a lot of resilience and a whole lot of speed. And here a mountain bike is a must. So do I want a mountain bike or a road bike then? The last sentence above is the key to your choice, speed and resilience. Both increase the requirement for a really good, reliable bike. So if you want to go faster, you need more reliability. If you want uh, more resilience, you obviously need a more sturdy bike. So the last thing you want to do is to be reeling a corner at full pelt when your wheels buckle, buckle or your saddle snaps off. A good quality mountain bike is built to stand the huge forces exerted by a vicious biking trail, keeping you safe and letting you have fun without worrying too much. The first step to choosing the right bike for you is to be realistic about what you'll be riding. If it's fast and smooth, a road bike will do the trick, but if it's slow and a bit rougher, hybrid or cyclocross might do the trick. But the faster you go and the rougher you ride, the more you need a good quality mountain bike. If your answer is mountain bike, then that's good stuff obviously, that's what we want you to be riding, that's what I hoped you'd say. The next choice is what type of mountain bike. As you've guessed, there's a fair bit of uh, variation in the type of trails you ride, so there's still plenty of decisions to make once you've chosen a mountain bike. And I'll cover that in the next chapter. That's chapter two of the What Mountain Bike Guide. So thanks for listening to that bit of the guide. I want to cover it on the podcast just because I want to be able to refer people to it when they ask these questions um, quite often. So it's good to have it on here. Uh, but uh, you can obviously pop onto the website as well and have a look at the guide there. The full guide appears on mountainbikespark.com forward slash WMB uh, or you can find it on the front page. Just look at uh, the Hot Mountain Bike Guide link on the top right. So I hope you found that useful. hope you got something out of it, whether you're a beginner or intermediate. Uh, I'll cover future chapters in future podcasts. Uh, but again, yeah, just pop onto the website if you want to get there quicker. But don't worry, I won't be doing them all in a row. Uh, I know this is a bit shorter, maybe a bit more uh, formal uh, since I'm reading out something, but I uh, hope it was still good. Uh, again, always want your feedback, so let me know what you think. If you think I shouldn't bother with this, uh, you want to just read it instead, let me know. Uh, if you enjoy it though, if you're getting something out of it, then let me know that too. Uh, and if you have any feedback on future topics for the normal podcasts, 
uh, email me on colin at mountainbikesapart.com or you can leave a comment on the show notes for this episode so thanks again for coming and uh, i hope your riding goes well in the next few weeks cheers the music used in this podcast is called off-road ice cream truck and is used under a creative commons license produced by your skydive find them on jimindo.com just search for their name